Tell me, though, what's his technique? That last strike, it seems invincible. Hello, and welcome to Sons of the Dragon, the Immortal Pines podcast. My name is Connor McKenna. And I'm Carl Stout. And today we're covering Iron Fist number six, Deathmatch. Dun dun dun! The shocker you never thought you would see, Deathmatch. The cover uh, has UT looking in his jade prism. 100 sided die. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) And Colleen and Danny are fighting. Colleen's trying to stab Danny with some weapon. Danny, or as always, has the Iron Fist activated, and UT is saying, you know, search for your beloved Colleen Wing for months, Iron Fist, and now that you've found her, one of you must die. So, yeah. So it's a, it's a very green cover this month. Very green. It's a good cover, though. And the, uh, so green that it turned the UPC code yellow. Yes. So, Chris Claremont wrote this one, John Byrne was the artist F. Chiaramonte was the inker, Karen Mantlow was the letterer and colorist and Marv Wolfman was the editor so we start off in the Gerard Aldin in Hawan, Saturday 1st of May 1976 as Iron Fist descends from the sky to knock out a guard who is daydreaming about his female companion back in the town yes and he should be thankfully still alive as Iron Fist lands on his spine. With a loaf of French bread strapped to his back. Yes. It's probably really stale, so... Could kill people with it. And of course, like all things, on the next page we're greeted with two card, two guards playing poker. Yeah. Saying... For some reason saying, Hey up! <laughs> that noise from outside, it sounded like someone falling. And Ortega is too good a soldier to trip over his own feet. Says the guys playing poker on guard. Right, as, as they grab for their guns and head for the door, and then we see Iron Fist in the shadow contemplating, damn it, this is supposed to be a silent assault. Yeah, the, he probably should have thought of that before he just crashed into someone head first. Yeah, that's uh, probably the loudest sneak attack he could have done. Yeah. Anyway, spoiler alert, he beats them up. Um, nobody can move that fast, and he moves and disarms him before he can even get off a shot, then lives an uppercut, katow, and knocks the guard out. Oh, and the other guard is knocked out from a previous blow, because everything happened so fast. Then he's got a classic smirky look on his face. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty satisfied. And although he, although his inner thinking, he's saying, um, you know, if there was another one or two, he could not, he might not have been so lucky. And more of his philosophical inner monologuing, you know, as he does. So he moves on and has a flashback, but he doesn't get knocked in the head. I'm starting to miss that. Oh, and he looks like he's going <laughs> through Doctor Doom's castle. Yes, cool. big time. Gothic and stuff. Um, and he's thankful he's inside the Master's Fortress, 
and that he's still alive. And let's also bring up the fact that I believe where it's about to be mentioned here that another month has passed since the last issue. Yeah. He's taking his time. <laughs> so, yeah, the flashback comes to our favorite, Alan. Well, he's better than Raphael's scarf, at least. He's, he's useless. <laughs> this guy... And this guy is again saying, We're friends! We're friends! That's what friends are for. Yeah. And and then he says, And we are friends, Daniel Rand. Be sure of that. This guy is really weird. Maybe he's into Danny. He's <laughs> gonna look him up back in New York. Yeah, and he's He'll like, I'll me do it. I'll seriously look you up. And Danny's like, yep, fair enough, and, well, Alan Thanks for putting up with me for the last month. Take care, Alan. And then he gets on the private jet that was waiting for him. Oh, yeah, this is where it gets, well, weird. So he's greeted by uh, Misty. <laughs> well, it's a surprise. And he's greeted by Misty. Lord above, will you look at what the cat drug in? Not much of a hero, is he? Huh? She says, disappointed? And I say, yes. <laughs> I was hoping uh, to be someone else. I can taste your hate. <laughs> yeah. She looks really weird there, actually. Her head looks way too big. Yeah. <laughs> it looks a, a pinch out of proportion. Yeah. So... You were expecting Modesty Blaze? Who? No. It's just that, all right, now, who is Modesty Blaze? I didn't look it up. Is she another hero, or was that like a go-go dancer at the time or something? I'll look it up now, but I'm guessing it's Johnny Blaze's long-lost cousin. <laughs> Tying in with Ghost Rider. Who's also a super Everything boss. ties back to Ghost Rider. Yeah, everything does. Everything. So then Danny is like, well, you were in the hospital and you wouldn't let me see you. No, I got to get a converter for the power station. Oh, wait, that's a different whiny blonde. (laughs) Okay, so she's... um... And he he brings up the arm, which apparently is a sore subject, which causes her to have a flashback of her being a young cop on the beat, looks like in a bank and somebody throws a bomb and she catches it with her right hand and it goes off. And then we flash back to her grabbing her own arm, her robotic arm. And she's like, Danny boy, you've got a knack for sticking your foot in your mouth. And he's like, Misty, let it ride kid. It's none of your business. What happened to me? And then we have the dun, dun, dun. Uh, um, if I might intrude miss Knight and Mr. Rand. So I just interrupting for might I intrude? Yeah, might I ah, intrude, Mister Scout? <laughs> <laughs> I found I found Modesty Blaze. She was um, it's a British comic strip that ran from '63 to 2002. It follows an exceptional young woman with many talents and a criminal past, and a trusty sidekick, Willie Garvin. Ah. So learn something new every day. Yeah, well, I mean, at least it's not like that elevator reference, which is just too much of an inside joke that it was just nowhere to be found. Mm. 
Yes, big time. So... And now we're introduced to a character that, when we see this person in live action, will actually be a female. Who's also a lesbian. So, like, they're pretty far from this guy, but, well, who cares, really? Oh, they've made her a lesbian also? You know this? Have you not watched Jessica Jones? No, I have not. Oh. Well, don't worry, it's not a spoiler. It's in, like, the first episode, so... Excellent. Um, yeah, so they so could make the character female, but they couldn't take the still likes women out. Yeah. What a what a stretch, Marvel! What a stretch. So yeah, this is Jan Hogarth, who's probably less of a jerk than the show version, but he's still a bit of a jerk. Um, he is the owner of this aircraft that Danny hopped onto, and so that actually that makes me think, like Danny is. Did he just walk onto this private jet? Yeah. Did he get onto the wrong jet. But he was told to. He was. Oh, okay. No. Because it's. They just... were seeing him off. He go. He, he goes into the jet, and then there's just like every single person in this jet. He did not expect to be there. Right. Yeah. So uh, Jan Hogarth was. Danny's now technically. Friend. Technically, does he own the jet, or does Danny own the jet? I have no idea. Probably the former. No, latter. Uh, no, latter, because he specifically says he's the owner of the aircraft. So, Mr. Hogarth owns the jet. And he uh, quickly he... says that he was a friend of Danny's father, yep. and that he is actually his lawyer, dun, which dun, makes dun. him... Which makes him Danny's lawyer, and the fact that he has a huge inheritance, which Danny apparently knew nothing about, and that the Rands still owned 55% of Rand Meacham. And at this time in 1976, that put him at a quarter of a billion dollars. And Jan also reveals that he's had Danny under constant surveillance. Now I'm just going to detour for a second here. So, okay, so Jan's like, let let this woman attend to your needs, like this beautiful woman, and you think it's going to be something weird, and then Danny's like, oh, just cut my hair. <laughs> just gets a haircut, and he looks outraged mid-haircut that Jan's been having him followed. You what? I kept an eye on you, boy. I had to verify that you were truly the son of... Of Randall and Heather Rand. And Colleen and Misty were both in on this. Since they were working And them. And this was the mysterious fat man, the two cops, or private eyes, with the funky car, with the da- the all the surveillance equipment in the dashboard from uh, the and first episode we met Angar. Yeah. They were trailing him, and they led to a bad demise. So it re- they reveal that Misty and Jan, they've... Uh, discovered where Colleen is they don't really explain how which is a bit of a shame considering they've been going to such lengths to try and find her it's like oh, we found her but anything to move the plot along I guess so Danny's gonna parachute down parasail parasail whatever cares big stupid gay butterfly thing that he's riding um Hey, that's straight out of G.I. Joe. I don't recant my statement. 
All the flavors in the world, and you constantly choose to be salty. Yes. Salt is the truth. Something. Anyway, um, so, yeah. So the pilot and co-pilot, pilot, which are also beautiful women, so this entire aircraft is just stuff like beautiful women, which makes Jaron Hogarth look like a bit of a dirty old man. Um, so the and, Colleen, and Colleen presents Danny with the French bread, which is actually... Yes, sorry. Misty presents Danny with the French bread that actually is Colleen's... Something that is important to Colleen, and he has to make sure she gets it. Yep, so they hug because Misty actually apologizes for the way she for... behaved before, which is not something we'll see often, if ever again. So just remember <laughs> this bit. And even Iron Fist doesn't understand. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> I don't understand. What's to understand? I'm wishing you luck, that's all. What are these human feelings? <laughs> Coming from you. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one thing I really hope they keep for the show is just Danny being super out of touch. With, like, oh, they have to. Act. Yeah, but you know how the most popular one is a mortal iron fist and that he's not really out of touch there, so I'm hoping they just don't ignore all this early stuff. Well, it's also because he's been, uh, well, what is he, third, what, uh, what was he in that book, 30? Oh, yeah, no, in the book it makes sense. I just yeah, don't so he's been, do that he's personality been in the show. Out and about for 14 years, so. Um, okay, so, he jumps out, and, yep, lands on the sergeant, and then... Engages the wings, and then we jump right to him taking out a few more guards. Then we have the interlude. So, we have UT looking at Danny through his 100-side die. Very large 100-side die. And you can see other faces there, like Angar, and some guy with a mustache. Sleeping. Is that, that Professor... Not, is that Lee Wing? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then... Now, this, this, this page has special... special uh, can't even talk tonight. has special meaning for me. Because, uh... My friend who uh, owned and ran the comic book store, who uh, recently passed away about three years ago, actually had this full page of original art. And I wanted it so bad. He used to tease me with it all the time, and I wanted it, and he would never give me a price. And uh, then times got a little tough for him at the store, and he did have to part with it, and he wound up selling it. And this was ten years ago. He sold this page for seventeen hundred dollars. So, but I, I've held I've I have no idea where it is, but I've held this actual page of original art in my hand. So, like the whole page, or just the uh, yeah, no whole page. Cool. So he is uh, spying on Iron Fist, talking about Scimitar, Iron Man, everybody. How. He's been played for a puppet this whole time. And he could have warned him and saved him, but I will not. And then, boom, the doors crash open like, dare I say, thunder. And Lei Kung, <laughs> the thunderer, <laughs> would have words with the Dragon Lord. Liu King, you dare disturb me. My study 
I don't even know how to pronounce that other word. Summer Forbidden Sonics. to all. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and so Saucy Blake, croissant. Blake Kong's pissed off because everyone apparently everyone in Kunlun's been gossiping with rumors about how UT spying on Iron Fist on Earth with the crystal. Which apparently is a big no no. Because apparently it leaves them open to Herlithy plant people attack. And mm-hmm. UT's like, speak not to me of laws. <laughs> you whose son... I am a law! A condemned traitor. Apparently he's Judge Dredd under that Cobra Commander mask. He's Judge Dredd, because I am the law. Lei Kong looks like Judge Dredd in the next panel. I've kept silent. Too long! Shall be ruled by the first son of the first son. And were you not born, Lord Torn's second son? Daniel Rand should have been told his heritage, Dragon Lord, that his father should have ruled Kunlun, not you. But my brother died. A most convenient death. Be silent! And he smacks him across the teeth with a weird little cane hammer-looking thing. So, Lei Kung implies that um, uh, UT was responsible for Wendell's demise which we'll find out more about later but yeah but he smacks him across the teeth with a slim jim yeah and tells him to get out of my sight thunderer and thank the gods that let you live after what you said today they also implied earlier that um well they didn't imply it they said that Wei Kung had a son who fled Kunlun as a traitor so Mm-hmm. And now UT is self-pitying. He's like, you know, my right hand. I can't trust him anymore. And even in death, brother, you seek to come between me and my heart's desire. Take from me that which I love. I love Shakira, Wendell, but she loved you, Wedgie, boy, you a child. And I drove that child from Kunlun as I drove you from Kunlun, because I'm a jealous asshole. So it shows it has a pull. He pulls out a picture, or like a cube. I don't know, some sort of... Yeah, it's like a crystal with an image with a hologram in it. And it has Wendell with, if people remember, Danny's uh, sister, half-sister, that was captured by the plant people a few issues ago in issue two. And Wendell is with someone who is not Heather, so that's obviously her mother. And, yeah. and are we supposed are we supposed to think the person in the shadows is UT? Um. And if so, he's a runt. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, maybe. But uh, we'll find out more on that later. And then UT gets angry, smashes the crystal, and says, "Not his son won't get in the way." Great, nothing will take this from me. Do you hear me? Not your ghost and not your son. And then we cut back to the hundred-sided die, and we see currently Iron Fist, and then we go to that exact image, but in real time, in black and back to color. In the jade die, which looks really awesome. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, so... And this is where Iron Fist walks into the room, and he's like, Colleen, by all the gods, I was beginning to think I'd never find you in this labyrinth. Well, you have found me, Iron Fist, and I'm so glad. In fact, I've got a present for you. Catch. I don't know (laughs) if she's talking like that. 
<laughs> She's not being He's blind like, controlled. Yes, yeah, and she the... gives him a shuriken, except she throws it at him, and he's just like, yep. From the hip. Fires one off from the hip. And he's like, whoa, she's trying to kill me, and then everything goes... She damages the collar. Everything goes crazy, and Angar's put him... Yep, it's time to go all funky. And it's all psychedelic and stuff, but if you look closely in the background, it actually makes up his face and tail. Yep, I didn't actually Angar notice. the Screamer. I didn't actually notice the first time I read through it, so. But yep, so he's saying the lucky ones go mad and the unlucky ones remember these visions. So Iron Fist is sort of fighting in this weird skate, fighting Colleen. She's trying to kill him and he's holding back. Yeah, he's saying like up is down and down is up and left is right and right is left. And then Colleen and calls him dog son of Kunlun and that she's going to enjoy killing him. <laughs> so she pulls out her Naginata or something. I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm sure a lot of our listeners do, but not me. I think you just nailed it. Yeah, Naginata. Oh, okay. But this, well, but this is the same. This is the exact weapon yeah. that's on the cover. And so she's full on attacking him, and then she pulls and... out the triple staff. And... No, no, no! You missed one. Oh well, the sigh as well. Yeah. yeah. He he parries the blow of the Naginata, then goes to like attack her with his other hand, and she out of nowhere pulls the sigh out and catches his hand on the sigh. And then apparently lets go of the Naginata and pulls out a three-sectional nunchuck and cracks yeah. him across the head with her other hand while the sigh is still stuck to his wrist. So then she starts taunting him. And, the, and then the three-sectional nunchucks become normal nunchucks yeah. and she's swinging them around. So, so I, have, I have to wonder, is the whole Angar the Screamer thing being... I just think it's an artist's mistake. Because then it goes right back to three-sectional again. I don't think it's like a deliberate um, implication or anything. I just think he probably doesn't know how the thing works. I don't know. It's probably just... Anyway, so <laughs> she uh, tells him to get on his feet. Or is the idea of fighting for your life too much for you? Would you rather I execute you like the whipped cur that you truly are? And that... Well, pisses Danny off, and he's just like, "All right, I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> right. So he, he pretty much he's he's in the process of summoning up the Iron Fist to put an end to this, and then has to resist it. Going, "Oh wait, I can't kill her. I'm kind of here to save her." Yeah, if I killed her, that would be a bit of a step back. Um, and then she throws like five shurikens at once. Where those come from, who knows? At his head again. And he's like, and, you know, we were friends. And he also says beforehand, he's like, you know, I could have killed you. You might want to stop. <laughs> and he could still kill her, but she's just being, she's acting like Misty, to be honest. <laughs> so the, the five shurikens shred the left side of his collar as he ducks just in time. And then she's charging through the smoke with the broken top off the Naginata. So she's just got like the spear blade tip part. And he uh, parries the blow and then grabs her by the side of the neck, spins around her, and puts her, like, in a... Uh, what the hell is that actual term for that move? 
You've got both arms pinned and your hands are behind the other person's head. I don't know. I'm sure there's a few. But then he decides to focus his iron fist as it's never been focused before. Take my force of will, my chi, my soul, and use it to bridge the gap from my mind into yours. And she's like, no. And then we have the coolest full page panel of this issue. Yeah. At beginning, two apart, visions of lives separate, intertwined, collapsed in upon each other like a jumbled house of cards. Memories, thoughts, emotions, wants, needs, loves, hates, fears, secrets. All the myriad private things that make up two peoples totally. All crash banging together. An instant of agony, of ecstasy, of sharing yin and yang, balance and chaos together one ending and pretty much the left hand side we have of this we have Danny's head in the center at the top followed by Colleen's head right below it followed by two brains like merging into one to one giant brain below it and then we have the cool of the black outlines of Iron Fist's masks at the bottom of the page but with Colleen's eyes in them yeah and there's artwork down both sides, the left having pretty much to deal strictly with Danny. Yeah. And the right dealing with Colleen. And there we see, obviously, Colleen's mother's funeral. And she's very young. Yeah. And uh, then we see Danny at the bottom of Colleen's as well. And we also mm-hmm. see Danny at the bottom of Danny's, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's a great full-page splash, and Iron Fist looks angry up the top. It's a great face. Um, and also on that, on the third panel, on the previous page, down the bottom, with Iron Fist is, like, grunting. Mm-hmm. Looks like a skeleton. A little, yeah. Yeah. Just sort of point that out. I could do Just another like Ghost reference, but... Well. <laughs> and so it works. The, uh, whatever he did... Broken only by the sound of two children weeping. Colleen, oh God, Colleen, I'm sorry. So she's like totally wiped out. Yeah. A- Angar's hold seems to be broken off of both of them, but I don't know where Angar is at this time. And Danny's sort of like, what have I done? <laughs> mm-hmm. it's... Heart beats racing almost too fast to count. Feel flushed, sweating, system overloaded. Like, he, he could have even killed her with that. Could have killed both of them, him yeah, and her. that's true. And the fact that he, you know, they exchanged, like, all of their memories is, well, somewhat of an invasion of privacy. And, of course, at this time, the goons walk in. There's Iron Fist, my lord, weak as a newborn kitten. Do we take him? <laughs> and Danny's like, soldiers, and I can't even stand to face him. And then Master Khan... Pokes his head out. He doesn't want any more trouble from him, so just kill him now. And then this guy with a scimitar, not the same guy, says he shall be obeyed. And we have a guest appearance by Green Arrow. Yeah. And we have have, uh, the Master in the back with Angar the Screamer looking very happy behind him. Um, The guy with the scimitar going, As you command, my most dread lord. I don't know what that means. So shall you be obeyed. 
Yeah. But before you die, infidel, know that he who orders your death is named Master Khan. And soon all Mad Khan will know him as Master of the World. Ha 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 ha. He hasn't lost. So, but he so, so the two guys have Danny in an arm locked, head sticking straight out, giant guy with a scimitar about to come down on the back of his neck. Colleen sprawled out in front of him on the floor. It looks like, like Colleen's the- waking up, though. Like half of the covers from the early issues. Yeah. <laughs> and we find out that inside that loaf of French bread, it was actually brown fabric wrapped around an ancient samurai sword. So next issue surprises Galore's Iron Fist faces Mastercon in a battle that may as well that may well decide the fate of two worlds, Earth and Kunlun. The hour of the dragon be here. So yeah, it's a great last page. And it was a pretty good issue. And that title is not used at all <laughs> in the next book. Yeah. It, def- it definitely went quick. It was a very fast issue, it seemed. Yeah. And that's just how fast we covered it. It just, it just goes quick. Yeah. It was a good issue, though. And a lot of revelations as well. And the mind swap with Colleen and Iron Fist. You think that would be important, and it is, but it's never really brought up much mm-hmm. these days. Or even in Power Man and Iron Fist, if I remember. It's only, which is and maybe, shame. maybe this was the thing that kept them from being, you know, partners, but made them best friends. Because maybe they just knew a little bit too much about each other. And, uh, yeah, I guess it'd be good if they used Colleen a bit more than she's used, because I find her much more interesting than certain other people. Well, her new look is definitely much more interesting. New look? Yes. I haven't even seen her since Shadowland, I think. You didn't see, like, the Daughters of the Dragon miniseries and all that, where she's like... Wearing the one-piece zip-up, like, sports suit with the sneakers. I'll have to look at her doctor. They they made her very streamlined. She didn't really have a look. I mean, uh, but she didn't have an outfit, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, they, they changed her whole physical presence. I mean, in these issues, she's the typical, you know, woman build average. You know, like... Well, she definitely looks half Asian there. Five foot seven, you know, C cup. I gotta say, I prefer, um... I prefer the look in the book, but... Yeah. And in the new in the new stuff, she's uh, long and lean and slim and pretty much like a ballerina with a samurai sword. She just dances and swings around and chops people to bits. Well, it does make sense. Good stuff. All right, so you can find this issue, of course, individually if you were to buy it as a back issue off of eBay at your local comic book store. I think it'd cost you anywhere between twelve and about twenty dollars for one in really good shape course in really whooped shape you can probably pick it up for three to five dollars which is about what a new comic cost anyways but you'd have it in your collection 
Um, it's in the Marvel Masterworks. I believe it's also in the Epic Collection. And also black and white in, a, in the Essential. Which even the Essential, because it's no longer in print, is going up in price. So you're pretty much better off grabbing the Epic Collection. Uh, there are websites out there that sell it for 50% off its retail price. So that's how you want to grab that. Shop around. Because that's the, definitely the best deal because you get it in cover, in color and in better paper than the black and white essentials, which are pretty much printed on toilet paper. And now Connor is going to hit you up with where you can find us and all that good stuff. So peace. Here he is. Iron Fist and all the characters in these comics are properties of Marvel and Disney. And any music or images we use belong to their respective copyright holders, and we do this for fun, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at sonsofthedragonpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us mail, comments, thoughts, send us anything you want, really, even if it's not about Iron Fist. Um, and if you don't want it read it on the air, just mention that. Um, you can also reach us at Facebook, the Immortal Iron Fist Podcast, Sons of the Dragon, our Twitter, at Iron Fist Podcast, our SoundCloud, soundcloud.com forward slash sons of the dragon with hyphens where the spaces are our youtube connor carl just search iron fist podcast on youtube and you'll find us real quick and then there's our wordpress sons of the dragon the immortal iron fist podcast dot wordpress.com we are also on itunes feel free to rate us there if you rate us less than five stars well just tell us what we're doing wrong and we'll try and improve that and last but not least we are on podcast garden in the literature section and thanks to Thomas Tissot for the theme song at the start. Sorry if I pronounce your name wrong again. <laughs> and thanks.